Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shir. Wednesday shir. Um, if you receive the videos, the video probably will be starting in the middle of this year, as the computer is having issues and not starting just yet. So until the video starts, I'm starting the shir. Shir's Lila Nishmas. Shalom, Rav Achosid, Shalom, Ben, Rav Yeshua, and Abacher, Gabriel Imelech, Allah Shalom, Ben, Badl Chaim Tev, Maruchim Shalom, Yamin Yayat Shirkia. This week is all about life. Pashas Chayat Sara. The life of Sara. So, needless to say, of course, we expect to see a parsha talking about Chayisar, life, giving her history, her biography. However, we see quite the opposite. We read in Pashat Chayat Sada about the passing of Sada Imenu. Oof. There's a family actually, someone just said, um, it's not even a joke, it's a true story. Um, I don't know if I told it recently or if I saw it so long ago already. I saw it again today, so I said, let me just tell over this happening of passing, passing away. A family was very close, knit family, and there was the Baba of the family. Unfortunately, the Baba was an older woman, and couldn't take care of herself any longer. They put her in a uh, home. But they didn't neglect her, they used to go visit her daily. It's always a child, a grandchild, somebody came to visit her. By end, they got a phone call from the home. All of a sudden, Baba was nifter. She passed away. Needless to say, there was turmoil, havoc, terrible. Suddenly, just spoke to her yesterday, she was fine. Garnished. They came to, they came, they took the body, they made the Levaya, very loyal, royal Levaya, royal funeral, and family sat Shiva, Shiva's seven days of mourning, at the end of the Shiva, the morning they were going to stand up, one of the daughter's phones ring, she answered the phone, And almost passes out when she hears the voice on the phone. It's her mother. And she says, What's going on over here? A whole week nobody came to see me. They said, But, but, but. They all went running to the, to the home. And they asked, What's going on over here? Are you guys crazy? We just did a funeral. 
Never mind the expenses. We did a funeral. Sat shiver a whole week. <laughs> what did you do? And they checked. They looked. They said, "Oops." It was the other lady that died in the other the other bed. And we didn't realize. Sorry. Sorry was a nice excuse. The Vaila, this woman's buried. So they said, <laughs> give us the information of the family so we can call them and tell them where their mother is. <laughs> and the guy says, sure. He gives the information. And they call up the only heir, the only son. And the only son says, they tell him the whole story, the mistake, and they buried her, they said, Shiva, they said, Kaddish. And the son says, huh, I'm not religious. I had absolutely no intention of sitting Shiva. I, if I remember hearing the story in the other version, he even was going to cremate her, because it was cheaper. And he was going to cremate her, and now she Baruch Hashem. Mm. Sorry, the video is joining the end of the story. You have to listen to the audio at Shir.us. And Baruch Hashem, she had, she came to KV Yisrael. He's not saying that because he didn't care, didn't bother him either way. But she ended up coming to KV Yisrael, and even had a shiva sat for her because he was no intention of doing that, and even had Kaddish sat for her which he had no intention of doing that either. So, you know, the typical Nudnik is going to say, uh, did they continue the Kaddish? Since they knew that his son wasn't going to say? Don't be a Nudnik. I don't know. Bonimatim l'ashem alikechem. We're children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, mm-hmm. we need to act that way as children do amongst themselves. Unfortunately, children amongst themselves, siblings tend to fight, sometimes get into sikhsukhim, whatever it might be. And the story is told, the marshal given two brothers, a wealthy brother, a poor brother. And the poor brother was very poor. He had nothing to eat, nothing to sleep on, no clothes to dress in. He was in very bad streets. And one day he couldn't take any more, and he lowered himself to go to his brother to try to get some alms something to help him a little bit to get him on his feet and the rich man lives obviously in a very prestigious home and the poor brother shows up at the door and says I'd like to see the owner and they told him no, go away he said, it's my brother, I want to see my brother. And suddenly he just pushed his way in. He came into the study of the rich man. 
the rich man looks at him and says, Who are you? Obviously, it's not so hard to become unrecognizable when one is in such state. They must have been dirty, grown their hair, and their, you know, they, we only imagine what a vagabond could look like. Who are you? The boy, the fellow bursts out crying and says, I'm your brother. My brother? Not my brother. Get out of here, you're not my brother. Poor man already broke himself enough. He lowered himself low enough. He left. A couple of days later, I don't know if this thing couldn't start now, it doesn't work. A couple of days later, froze. The wealthy one, the wealthy brother, went to see his father. He revered his father, respected his father. Came to see his father, and his father says to him, Who are you? was haste. I'm your son. Wait a minute. The old man says, I know I have a son that's very poor. The way I understand it, lately, he came to see you. He said he was your brother and you denied it. So, needless to say, if you're not his brother, and I know I'm his father, that must mean I'm not your father. Um, I'm I'm not your father if he's not your brother. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at us the same way. He looks at us as We need to be brothers. We need to act united as brothers. Brotherly love. It's as long as you're brothers, I am your father. You break that. You drive me away as well. Really, once again, a small appeal. Anybody that wants to buy a new laptop, because we're not getting any recording, any video out of this any longer. It just doesn't work. <clears throat> Fast forward a little bit to this week's parsha. We'll go back to the beginning. Yitzchak brought. his wife, Rivka, to the tent of Sarah, his mother. Mephashim say, which means to tell us 
for us she brings that as well. That he made, she was a living example exactly like his mother. As long as Sarah was alive, when she lit candles on Arab Shabbos, they remained lit until the next Shabbos, kindled until the next Shabbos. There was always a bracha in her dough. And the Shechina rested over, the omnipresence rested over her tent. When she passed, all three of these things dissipated. It now returned with Rivka. That's what it, she brought. He brought her into her tent. So these three words, Hayala Sara Imay, teach us exactly how that works. Ha'ayala, with a Hey Hayadia, the famous tent. This is a hint to the Ayal, the special one, different than any other tent. And through this, the omnipresence, the Anan, rested on this tent. Distinguishing this tent from any other tent. As we see, Vayaras HaMokim made Ochoiki, so from distance. HaMokim is what? Is a Heyadir. Is the place. For there was a tent, there was a cloud, the Anan, rested on it. Sara, the simple name, Sara, implies on a special union of Sara, which is, we learnt already, when the angels came to visit Avram Avinu, even though Avram was the one that was busy with Achnas HaSarachim, And he involved himself with the food as well himself. The preparation of the dough was Sarah's. So we learn that the miracle implied here with the word Sarah is about her dough that lasted, that grew and had, and had always enough for everybody. And then finally, Imai. Sarah, Imai, Sarah, his mother. What is Imai? Also a hint to something special in the house. The lighting of the candles on Adar Shabbos. So here we see the miracle that was implied with this, that Nerdaluk Merav Shabbos, Adar Shabbos. Candle remained kindled from Merav Shabbos to Adar Shabbos. So in those words, excuse me, we see these three miracles transpired. Although technically we can ask a question. Since the candle was lit, miraculously, Why did it burn only from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos? Should have just stayed lit. 
In the explanation, generally we learn the Kalal Mailin B'Kodesh. We have to always go up when it comes to something holy. So it's self-understood that every of Shabbos, after an entire week passed by, It's only apropos to now go up and elevate to another level. Lighting a candle, the second that of Shabbos, takes it a level higher than it was the week before. And therefore, it wasn't enough, it wasn't sufficient for that one kindle, that one light but rather it needed to be lit every week. And the same thing also we see by Rivka, in the higher level of her service. So every Erev Shabbos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu stopped, extinguished the light of last week, so that now she could light another one. So the question, of course, you would want to ask, is... A simple one. What did happen with the candle? He said it burned from week to week. What does it mean week to week? When did it start? When did it finish? So we know the start was out of Shabbos and it finished on out of Shabbos and HaKadosh Baruch himself distinguished it. Extinguished it, I'm sorry. And therefore, she was able to light it once again and take it to another level. If you're getting videos this week, they're very, very chopped up and they're going to be missing a lot of the sheer. Sorry. Just hoping that now the video perhaps will continue to at least the end of the sheer. Eliezer says, I arrived today. And Rashi immediately explains, because the Mechomish Mikra wants to know from where, from what. Today I left my destination, and today I arrived here. Mikan, from here we learn, the ground jumped for him. He had kvitsas haderech. We want to make the Shidduch as fast as possible. Shidduchim are very important. Shout out, as we say in America, Mazel Tov to my nephew from Frankfurt, Germany, who became a chosen last night, with Bas Giloy from Costa Rica. Nice Jewish girl. Both Shidduchim. Shluchim from Germany and the Shluchim from Costa Rica, the Shluchim. So, Mazel Tov to them. Zayim Shtev Metzlachas, Biyad Yad, etc. Shluchim are important. As the Batkin told the story, which. Good joke. If it's true, it's even better. They came running, they were complaining that in the girls' school they broke in and they stole all the cake from the kitchen. There's no cake left. And the Rav was very happy to hear it. 
They were shocked. I said, Rabbi, there's literally no cake left. They, they took everything. I said, no, no, he's smiling, he's laughing. I said, what is so funny? Why do you look so happy about this? He said, I'll tell you the truth. Last week, they came to me, they told me that in the yeshiva, the bachan broke into the kitchen, and they stole all the chalent. So I said to myself, Rabbi Bachrim Ganovim, they're stealing things, thieves. Who's going to marry such Bachrim? But now that you tell me that the girls are stealing also, so I know at least they have counterparts. They can do Shaduchim. Shaduchim are important. So obviously, Akadosh Baruch Hu wanted Eliezer to get to his destination as quick as possible and bring back the bride for Yitzchak as quickly as possible. But according to the premier Satera, what do we see from this? Medrash brings down Rivka while in the home, whilst in the home of Besuel, the Maidema, what is she compared to? Sheshana Bain Achichim. A rose amongst the thorns. This was no place for a nice Jewish girl. Just like the rose grows up and blossoms amongst the thorns, same here. By watering and nurturing the rose, the thorns also get watered. They also get nurtured. Is that the name of the game? It's inevitable. Inevitable. Same thing Rivka growing up between all these wicked people. In her merit, they got everything that she brought in Kedusha-wise. So it was not a simple thing taking her out of there. And therefore, it required a special ploy, a special plea to make it happen, to make it work. When she was three years old in one day though, and then she was ready to be married, came a whole new a whole new picture, a whole new reasoning to take her out of the house of Lovan and Bisul. So she should marry Yitzchak. And through this they gave the Kayak 
to bring take her out from amongst the wicked people. So immediately Avram sent Eliezer to take her out of there. So we understand now why she needed why Eliezer had to have Kvit Sadarech. Before Rivka turned three years old and one day, Eliezer could not take her out. He could not do Hishlichus. Because she was not yet fit to be taken out from amongst the wicked people that she was living with. On the other hand, once she turned three in a day, she needed to be removed from there. She needed to be taken out and saved from there. <coughs> so she shouldn't even be one second there without, without not necessarily. <coughs> Therefore, Eliezer had to have Kvitzaderech in order to be able to go out and to arrive at his destination on the day that Rivka turned three and one day. And that's why Eliezer enumerates exactly this fact, announces this, that he had Kvit Saderach, and he tells this to Lavan and Besuel, Hayyim Yitzasi Vahayyim Basi, today I went out and today I arrived, to show them how important every moment is and she cannot remain there another second. <coughs> and they asked just that, let the night and let the child stay another day or ten days. And he said, no, and here's the proof that I had to get her out of here as fast as possible. I had Kvitsis Haderach. And we learn from this Maise always similar bonum. What happened by our forefathers is a sign for us, the children. It's definite, it's surefire to us that Akash Baruch Hu is going to speedily bring the redemption, the Geula. So we should not remain for even one more second Golos. we need to finish up these small little excuse me, pachim ketanim the small little issues that we have still in our Aveda and in order that after that the Geula through Mashiach to Kena will come I was talking to my future my daughter's future father-in-law mm-hmm. And he told me, I forgot the name of the Rebbe that had said it, mm-hmm. not Chabad, that there was a story that every Friday night in his Bismedish, not every Friday night, sorry, one Friday night in his Bismedish, showed up a young man, didn't recognize him. The young man took out a book or two and sat down to study. And he did this all night long. He sat alert all night. 
When he came back in the morning, he saw the boy still sitting there learning. So he walks over to him and says, Shalom who are you? So he says, I'm a Russian soldier. I'm in the Russian army. However, unfortunately, they don't let us learn Tata in the army. I have off on Friday nights. So wherever I'm stationed, I make sure to find a Bismedish. And I learn all night, Friday nights. The Zerov heard this, and he told him, you are holding back Mashiach. Needless to say, the boy was not happy to hear that. He said, why do you say that, sir, Free Rabbi? And he told him, In the time of Mashiach, such Mesidus Nefesh is going to be few and far between. Very hard to come by, as we say in America. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch says, somebody in Golis has such Mesidus Nefesh. If I take the Jews out of Golis, will they still be doing this? This is obviously not our approach. As we just said, the Rebbe said, we need to just finish whatever small mitzvahs are required from us. We don't know, Rabbi Say. We don't know. When we walk on the street and we say, Mishnayis, we go on the subway and we daven and we learn. We don't know which inch or which subway car or bus or whatever it might be needed the Kedusha of our learning of davening. This could very well be your mission. Your mission to see to it that all the Pachim Ketanam are finished, are done. And by not doing it, has to show what you're holding back. <coughs> and this is the mission that each and every one of each and every one of us is granted with, is blessed with. It's a simple one, but yet a very, very trying mission. And it's a tremendous responsibility for every one of us. Let us go back to the beginning of our parsha. Obviously, the first question is Meyashana. Not Shana, but Shanim. Hundred is plural. It's more than one.
Why does it say Shana rather than Shanim? But here we're going to another question, of course. Why is it enumerated that her life was 127 years, and these are the years of her life? Let us analyze who we're talking about. Sarah. Sarah. It was far from uneventful. She had quite a life. She went through a lot. She was born and raised in one part of the world. She kept moving on and on and on from place to place. Mm-hmm. The last half of her life was in that show. She was taken captive twice by kings. And they both wanted to marry her. And yet you're talking about the life? You want to say, this is the life? Seriously. What kind of glorious life are we talking about here? The verse says, the Pasuk says to us, the life of Sarah was 100 years, 20 years, 7 years. And Rashi explains that the reason that it's phrased this way, they were equally good. All 127 years were good. Considering everything that Sarah went through, they were all good. The answer is within the Tata itself. Within the parish itself, usually when it says how long a person lived, as you have in the beginning of Kumash Bereshis, and the days of this person was so and so, the days of this person was so and so, the years of this and this person's life. Here it says the Chai Sarah, the life of Sarah, not the years of Sarah. So it's not only telling us how many years Sarah lived, but also teaching us about the 127 years of Sarah's life. Perfectly, equally filled 
with the total meaning and purpose that defines the concept of life. <coughs> to Sada, what was living? What's considered life? A relationship with God. This is called living. Without a relationship with God, there was no life for her. And the mitzvahs, what is the relationship with God we're involved in, we're talking about? The mitzvahs that are negar to a woman. The mitzvahs that have to do dafka with women. Mara tells us, as we said before, about the cloud that is hovering over her tent. This maintained the purity of her marriage, purity of life. As we spoke about the dough, the challah, the candles. So all this physical and emotional stress or distress that Sarah went through, it pained her, there's nothing to talk about. It was not pleasant, to say the least. But what her pursuits in life were, this was not in any which way, form, or fashion deterred. In any which way, form, or fashion watered down. They were perfect, and they were good throughout her 127 years of her life. Sarah passes... And although Avram Ketura had this one, a Pelegesh, it tells us, Avram Zokin Bobayam. Unfortunately, Avram Avinu was old and advanced in days. Describing Avram Avinu. Old refers to Avram chronologically speaking. Advanced in days refers to the extent which Avram lived his life and the effect each day had on him. For Avram too was totally devoted and dedicated to the service of Hashem. A person could get old but not be advanced in his days. 
life passes him by like a flight, like a sailing ship without deeply affecting him. Avram, however, was advanced in his days. He advanced, entered, immersed himself in the happenings and the changes of every day in his life. So that, so much so, that experiencing life's ups and downs, as we call them, so deeply and personally, took a physical toll on him as well. This idea is reflected in how the Zayr understands the meaning of advanced in days. Meaning to say Avram lacked none of his days. Every day in this world he had totally utilized. <coughs> for what? Obviously for service to Hashem. And the Zayah actually says when Avram passed from this world, he rose and vested himself in his days because he was not lacking even one of those precious garments. He took these vessels that he created, as we say, when one comes to Elam Haba, they announce how beautiful it is for the one that comes here with all that he studied in his hand. These are levushim, these are garments that one creates on this world. So just as Avram was advanced in his days, in the literal sense, having profoundly experienced all the events of his life physically, the same way he also did spiritually, the significance every day of his life. Not even one day in Avram's life that he had that passed, that he had not immersed himself in the spiritual calling of the moment. The Shabbos, Shabbos Mevarchim Achidish, Chidish Kislev. In Chabad, Yishchidosh Kislev is a very, very great holiday. Back in 1977, Tavshin Lamed Ches, we spoke about this many, many a time, when the Rebbe fell ill, thank you, And it was a Shredish Kisle that the Rebbe went home healthy. And also, Boba Yamin, 
also showing us how although the doctors had said and declared that the Rebbe had nothing, there was nothing to talk about anymore. Prepare the chassidim for this is the end. The end was near, as they say in America. And Shchedish Kislev, the Rebbe showed how he perseveres and sees to it that every moment of his life is not only valuable but is one that needs to be utilized every second. And we dedicate this year always to Reb Shalom, Harav HaChasar Reb Shalom, Reb Yeshua, who when the Rebbe, Ashkedish Kislev, me, had gone home, he then wrote a letter to the Rebbe, thanking Hashem for giving us back our Rebbe, for his health, the Rebbe referred him to the Agdam and Zayar. And there, it's written of a Tana that came to heaven, and they were debating, should they keep the Neshama, should they not keep the Neshama? And then the heavenly voice said, I need him down in the world to continue to complete And so although the Rebbe was more on that world than in this world, Baruch Hashem, the Ebishe decided to give us the Rebbe that many more years to lead us, inspire and teach us, guide us and bless us. It's hard. It's hard to confront we get through many trials and tribulations, illnesses, or other pains and problems, sometimes financial, sometimes social. Sometimes one makes a mistake and they pay for it for the rest of their lives. Kaddish Baruch Hu puts us where we have to be. We need to take the bull by the horns, as we say, and see to it that we accomplish the most that we can with what we have. Easier said than done, as we say in America. It's easy for you to say, you don't have this ailment, Rahman You're right. Baruch Hashem, I don't have that ailment. Barakash Baruch will see to it that you, if you persevere, you will overcome it. And you will succeed. And you will find the path of life that you need to go. And you will very soon find, whether it's a shidduch or a job or whatever it might be, that will come your way and you'll be blessed beyond your understanding. Talked about Avram. Being totally dedicated and devoted to Baruch Hu. And we see that he simply, by doing a bris meal on himself, etc., 
at the age of 99 showed how there was nothing that he wouldn't do for HaKadosh Baruch then we find as we said the story of Eliezer going to get Rivka and the Pasha tells us at great length the story of the message the whole Shlichus excuse me Avram, Eliezer Ever Avram went to Choron because I'll say why is this repeated twice one time to tell us the actual happening and the second to be able to overcome everything that went through Rivka Rivka's family but the secrets of Teda were not given only in a hint and therefore we, Chazal teach us and learn from here Yafa Sichasan the work, the Torah, the conversations of the servants of our fathers is even greater. The Teda of the children. And these things, these words of Chazal need to be understood. How is it possible that a story of the Shlichus of Eved Avram is more important than Teda Kadesha? Even Teda itself knows that the forefathers learned Teda. Teda is something that's above anything that a person can achieve. And so much more so the Teda was given in Hasinai. And here we say that the Sichas of the Oves, the conversation that the servants of the forefathers had, in very mundane story is greater than the Teda of the children. The Teda that was given on Sinai. Chassidus explains that the, the difference between Sicha and Teda by HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Chayachu. Teda is Teda mitzvah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave. Although talk is also, it says, Husach Vayehi talked the Asada Memaris that HaKadosh Baruch created the world the ten utterances that HaKadosh Baruch created the world with are considered a Sikha by HaKadosh Baruch because they are the entire world according uh, next to them and therefore the involvement in the creation of the world is all considered Sikha school Regular mundane talk, the sikha is of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, has to become, has to become, come into fruition every moment. And therefore, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu did not add to the creations to see to it that the world should exist every single moment, there would be no existence of a world. As we say in Davening, you, you renew each day in a, in a new way as a new entity. In order of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Sicha, to become Mekuyim, to, to make the world exist, the world has to be pure. Has to live as an example 
in the pool of the Sikha Vakash Barakhu. As a Mishnah, if you can score at home, Ovis, Peri Beis, Mishnah Hei, Da Malamayla Mamach, know what's above you. The Mazich Magid says, Da, you should know. Kol Mashikir, Lamayla, everything that happens, Lamayla, Umimach, happens from you. Is your, is a effect and a, oh, I forgot how the word works. It's something you do, causes an effect. And the same thing here, in our concepts here, if, the, if our want of a Baruch Hu is to put itself into Sicha, if we in the world, and make the world exist, and to also see to it that the intention of the Sicha, and the direction of the Sicha, also by him is the Avedis Hashem, through Teira Mitzvah, and Avedis Hashem through Eitzik Inyan Echulin, and the Sicha begins is called Masachi Yishem Shemayim, Bechol Derechechel Deeyu, everything you do, and everything, any way that you go, you should know Akadosh Baruch Hu. The service of God, the is hinted in the Sichas Yisrael Even though that it's iska in the simple things, he's talking about regular mundane concepts here, and he's turning to some simple mundane people like Lavan and Besul. Still, in all, it's recognizable. It's all done in the Shlichas of Avram Avinu, as it says, as the Yisrael says, Eved Avram Aleichi, and this is the hint of Teira. Aveda Hashem is a Sicha, Saskus, Yanechulin, Shem Shemayim, this greater and more important, even the Umas, our Taylor that we got on Sinai, Yafa Sichasam, through the work and the do that we accomplish, and Rosh Baruch accomplish and says the Sicha and adds the highest into the world. And this is the Divrechulin, the simple words, the beginnings of, that we finish off the importance, the relevance, even more so of Taylor. And bound with the Avde of his, the Avedis of Eved, Tafke, the Shkina, Akdesha, Hagosh Baruch Lamata, and will give us the world, Kulay Shafaz Chaim, the entire world to get Chaim, and merit to get this Chaim, Chaim Adelam, Shkedish Kislev, the Simchash dance, from Shabbos of Archim into the Shkedish Kislev, to the Gula Mitz Vashnema, the Mashiach Sadkenu, this very Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom to all.